0: Sometime in 2015, Najib Razak was apparently very upset, and only one person knew about it. But then PM was dismayed, it seemed, to have learned that millions were transferred from SRC International into his private bank accounts, via Isan Pradana, SRC's charitable arm. Witness number 37, Dr. Shamsul Anwar Sulaiman, told the court that the disgraced Prime Minister was genuinely shocked and said he hadn't the foggiest idea who placed the money there. But that didn't stop Najib from using the money to issue 14 checks to various parties, nor did he return the money to Isan, or sack his then Deputy Prime Minister and Attorney General, the same year. By the Malaysian Insight. This is the People versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. First, the throng of supporters at court dwindled to a single digit. Then his exclusive elevator was opened to the public, forcing him to wait for the lift every morning like a commoner. On day 20 of the SRC trial, the number of outriders that accompany Najib on his ride to court was reduced from two or three to just one. And one... Wasn't enough to clear the heavy traffic in front of the court complex this morning, and Najib found himself stuck for a short while in the gridlock. Since his electoral defeat last year, the former Prime Minister's internet celebrity status has grown, and he's even inspired a hip hop music video. But here in court, he is just another man sitting in the dock, being charged for financial crimes. Najib donned a grey suit and a striped tie today. At 9am, he took his seat at the corner of the dock, Cushioned by his usual two pillows, as his lead counsel Shafi Abdullah began cross examining Dr. Shamsul, who is Esan Managing Director and self confessed close friend to the former PM. Like yesterday, Dr. Shamsul maintained that his conscience was clear and that he was not aware that 42 million ringgit had been funneled from Esan into Najib's private bank accounts. If he had known, he would have stopped the transactions, he said. He also apologised to Najib because the money had gone from SRC to the XPM's accounts via Isan Pradana. Dr. Shamsul told the court he had gone to see Najib after being arrested and questioned by the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission, or MACC, over these transactions in 2015. He said Najib had also seemed shocked and upset to learn that money had been deposited into his accounts. He said that the former premier had genuinely wanted to alleviate the people's suffering and had enlisted his help via Corporate Social Responsibility or CSR projects. Dr. Shamsul had earlier identified himself as an UMNO man who was close to Najib, and was on WhatsApp text basis with him. Listen to Dr. Shamsul's testimony in episodes 18 and 19 of the trial. We recommend that you listen to this podcast series in chronological order for it to make sense. Next witness was now retired Retirement Fund Inc. or KWAP CEO ASEAN Mohamed Noor, back on the stand for the second day. Yesterday, ASEAN revealed that she had met Najib's special officer, the late Azlin alias, at night at a hotel lobby in Kuala Lumpur, where the latter had hand delivered a letter from SRC requesting for a 3.95 billion ringgit loan. The letter was signed by SRC CEO Nick Faisal Arif Kamil with a footnote from Najib which stated, quote, I agree with the proposal. Unquote. Just a quick recap KWAP had given a 4 billion ringgit loan to SRC in 2011 and 2012, despite the latter not being financially viable to justify such a big loan. Yvonne will tell you more about ASEAN's testimony today.
1: ASEAN is a stern-looking woman. She had a no-nonsense vibe about her, and her responses were very measured. Today, she wore a pink baju kurung, paired with a floral headscarf. She seemed stumped when Judge Mohamed Nazlan Mohamed Ghazali himself asked her why there was a gap in her statement. Her statement initially said that the KWAP Investment Panel had only decided to consider a one billion ringgit loan to SRC. But then jumped to the fact that a 2 billion Ringgit loan was brought up for the panel's consideration. She told the judge she couldn't recall the sequence of events and that all she knew was that the fund's chairman had brought 2 billion Ringgit to be tabled to the panel. After that, she was asked if anyone from the fund had asked SRC to make a formal application for the 2 billion Ringgit loan. ASEAN said that she herself did not make any such request, and that she couldn't remember if anyone else did. She also verified a document which stated that under the loan terms, SRC was given a waiver to obtain an official government guarantee no more than 10 days after the funds were disbursed. The court then took a 15-minute breather and Najib, who looked like he was listening intently to proceedings, went outside to stretch his legs, confer with his lawyers and make a phone call.
0: When court resumed, defence lawyer Havinderjit Singh or Harvey took over questioning ASEAN. He began by joking that he would try to make it as painless as possible for the witness. He then proceeded to interrogate the witness for an hour and a half about the powers of KWAP's investment panel. At 1pm, the court took a 45-minute prayer and lunch break. Back in session, Harvey continued grilling ASEAN about the investment panel's functions and how it arrived at the decision to grant the 4 billion ringgit loan to SRC. She said that no one had taken Najib's consent to the loan proposal as instruction and that the panel was duty bound to prioritize the fund's interests. Yvonne will tell you more.
1: Harvey tried to paint a picture that no one in KWAP was pressured to approve the first 2 billion Ringgit loan to SRC. He asked ASEAN, and I quote, if anyone felt any compulsion for approving the loan, because if they were influenced to rush through the loan, they could have approved it at this stage. Ever careful with her answers, ASEAN replied, and I quote, influence and compel are two different words. If you use the word compulsion, then no, KWAP was not compelled. Harvey asked if the Cabinet's endorsement of the loan had meant that it was a done deal, where KWAP was concerned. ASEAN said that at that stage, it was not. At the back of the room, Najib just stared blankly ahead.
0: Before wrapping up today's proceedings, the judge reminded everyone not to discuss the case during the Hari Raya break. The trial will resume after the Raya holidays on June 10th, 9 a.m. To all our listeners, selamat Hari Raya. And to those heading back to your hometowns, safe travels. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Rivati Supramaniam, Yapik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisamy. Additional reporting by Timothy Acharyam. I'm Patrick Teo.